Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to Saturday Draft Live with me, Phil McLeod, and only me, because for varying reasons, none of the other SDL co-hosts could be here today, because clearly I'm the only one who still gives a shit about this show. But it's okay, because I went out and I found somebody co-host this show, who's never been a co-host on this show before, but he's still probably going to be better than all of them, because fuck him, I didn't like them anyway. This man... Wasn't very good at his last job because, according to his team name, he was financial advisor to Mr. Vince McMahon, and he clearly was not a good one. Please welcome Mr. He likes to be known in the show as well as Andre Michel, Anthony Mitchell. You truly must be desperate if you've come to me for help for this draft live. It's an absolute pleasure to be here on this fine Saturday morning. Usually I'm in bed, but you know, decided to get up and do this the drive the draft because that's how important it is to be. Basically, we threw threw out into the universe. Who could possibly join me? I need, I need someone else. Someone else to join me. And I need someone else. <laughs> yes, he's right. I don't need thinkers or analytic people. I need doers. Somebody will go fuck it. And of course, Andy Mitchell is the best man for the job. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, again, it's a pleasure to be spending this uh, Saturday morning with you. Thank you. I can. I could think of only a few other people I'd rather spend Saturdays with, but you'll do it now. Thank you very much. Right, should we get on with this draft then? <laughs> I might fucking well while we're here. So, go to the top three of the week, and, well, it's three people closely associated with each other because it's all three members of this new female stable in WWE, apparently now known as Damage Control, as WWE's failed the trademark for them, and that's what they're referred to on the official listings for Clash at the Castle coming up. You got my captain Bailey on twelve points, and you got Eo Sky, who is on Ryan Douglas's team, and Dakota Kai, who's on David Hockney's team, both at fourteen points apiece. Bailey, my captain, is why she probably got twelve points. She only she finally wrestled for the first time this season this past week on Raw, defeating Aaliyah, and also she's been making appearance points with the captaincy. Added that adds up. And plus, Eo and Dakota probably got a few more points because they won a semi-final match in the Women's Tag Team title tournament yeah. uh, this past week, and they're going to face uh, Raquel Gonzalez and, I believe it's Aaliyah, next week on Raw. So, clearly, when these all three of these people re-debuted at SummerSlam, it, they all became hot prospects in the women's uh, division for this season, and all three of them went in either the first or second round, so it's shown that mostly there's some new no big hitters in the women's division for this draft, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah, is it? To be fair, with uh, damage control, obviously, with Bailey coming back with this new faction and the lead up to Clash at the Castle, it's like they are trying try to make them look strong. And again, Bailey's kind of a Triple H girl or guy, uh, whatever sort of they want to be known these days. And uh, again, it's like I know Clash at the Castle is only like a week away, but it's still like they got to kind of look strong, get them on Raws and Smackdowns as much as they can. And I think if they win this, then all yours will get some good points. Did you say Bailey's your team captain? She is, yes. Yeah, so again, it's like she's looking strong already going in. So I think that's like a really good points given could be a game changer for you to maybe get on uh, top of that league table. 
Yeah, definitely, because, you know, I think my team's a bit of a slow one because I've got her competing at Clash of Castle and i got a few AEW picks and All Out is the following night. So, you know, the pay-per-view points are where it really, it really matters. So, but what's amazing is, like, you talk about Bailey being a Triple H guy or girl, but it, it does seem recently anyone who's had any association with any team in the past and appears on TV, they're automatically similar like Triple H people because they've been booked very well. And EO and Dakota... Or, you know, Kai in the Sky, I can fly twice as high as they should be called. Well, <laughs> uh, on 14 points if he's doing very well singles-wise. But given it seemed like they were already going to be booked as a tag team when they, they debuted, are you surprised that no one took the gamble to take them as a as a team? Yeah, 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 because I think it's a case of, uh, I don't know, I think someone was probably worried that they would get the two tags, like Bailey or, uh, you know, Dakota Kai or... We're still talking about them, aren't we? Because I, I was looking at all the information. You can edit this out, and then we can start again if you want. Because I was like, look, I'm, I'm trying to look at the analytics and listen at the same time as well as my own notes. So I was like, what's he talking about? See, see it's as easy as it looks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a lot Even of... stars like Andy Mitchell can't keep up with it. Literally, I've got like three. I've got two. No, tell me, I've got three screens and paperwork, and I'm like trying to like work it out like I'm Tom Cruise or Minority Report. <laughs> but uh, again, what were you saying? So with the Bailey Dakota Kai and uh, is it Io Sky? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Io Sky again. Yeah, as you were saying, it's like it's interesting that they came as like as like an individual picks. Well, that's easy points for who you know for the free uh, the free people that's picked. But uh, again, I think I don't know. Maybe they just thought it might have been like a short lift stable. Uh, who knows? Like going into like Cash of the Class. So, uh, do you think they've, they'll strong and have a, a long run towards the end of the year? Do you think this is like a strong team that will stay together? Yeah, yeah, I like to think so because it's interesting. They're doing the the women's tie tournament final. I think it's this Monday on Russell. So they're going. They might go into the, the show as champions. So you wonder is that going to make them losing? They set up uh, asking Alex Lewis who are going to be on the face team as challengers or. Does Bailey need to get the win for the heel team to set her up as a challenger for Bianca Belair? Because I part of me, a main reason for me picking Bailey uh, was the thought that I, was me hoping that she'd take the Raw Women's title some point this season, and so I'm hinging a lot of stuff on that. Yeah, again, I think with Stephen picking Bianca Belair, expecting maybe a title defense coming up, but it's like, uh, and again, Bailey's return, it's going to be quite hard to see if uh, Stephen can try and steal them points away from yourself. Yeah, because like. Bailey at one point had like was one of the best draft performances overall across like a number of seasons, like especially during twenty twenty, because like season five and six was that prime pandemic year where she and Sasha were appearing on every fucking show. They had all the belts <laughs> and everything. So that really added her overall. So I'm hoping she now that she's back and healthy, she can, you know, hit the green running and continue that run of success in the draft. But I've mentioned it before, it surprises me about Io and Dakota because Dakota's had like a singles match, I don't think Io's had one yet on TV, mm-hmm. but they're on, they've got like the same points value so I don't think much would have changed uh, if he did take them as a tag team Yeah So It's just my, my theory but sorry. Well let's go to the top nine overall and uh, a man who won a couple of seasons ago as part of a tag team still in last place but he's he still got time to make it up Andy Mitchell, no, no, Andy Mitchell's out. <laughs> Gary Kerr. <laughs> Jumped the gun there. <laughs> For the first time. Yeah, uh, uh, I did see with uh, Team Fizzera, Gary Kerrion, you know, that's a good pick, Roman Reigns, but again, he's more like a part-time champion at the moment. 
Uh, I know last week Jack was talking about again. It's Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns for uh, Clash at the the Castle, and uh, Jack feels that Roman's probably going to win. I don't know the way they're booking Drew. I feel like again Gary might stay at that bottom, but with FTR as his uh, tag team pick, and they're kind of they've also got a match on that card. You know, you never know he might be able to steal some more points. But yeah, it's a bit of a shame for a past champion to you know be low. But I still feel like with the way the points are, you know, it's still kind of like anyone's game. Mm-hmm. I know it feels like guys you know tried so hard and got so far, but in the end it just doesn't even matter. So he's just got to hope that the big dog stands tall in Cardiff. He's on thirty-one points. I think the reason I jumped again is just ahead of him is yourself and Mitchell with Vincent Mann's financial advisors. I know half points. When I came into this draft, I was with your uh, brother Ross as a tag team, and I think we were about the same position all the way through. And uh, I, I sort of took some influences, so that's why I thought Thunder Rosa would be a good pick. But knowing what happened this week on AEW Dynamite, uh, she's injured, she's out of the match, you know. And uh, again, it's just like a, just a disaster of a pick. And uh, although I'm hoping come the double with the uh, All Out and Clash at the Castle, some of my picks are still in the game, so I'm hoping maybe I might be able to steal some points and also give uh, uh, Vincent Mann more money for his birthday to get away with that mystery woman. He's good. He's needing it. He's in the hole at the minute. <laughs> uh, I'll go through the rest of the, the top. I'll go through the rest of the leaderboard. Uh, Stephen Wilson, 38 points for Wilson Wankers, the most accurate team in draft history. Dan Axel Jameson had a hot start, part of the he was in like second or third position, but he's, he dropped down a little bit, 43 points, the falls of Jericho. It feels like someone's mocking me because I'm on 44 points with ding-dong cowboy shit. Just uh, ahead of me is Grant on 50 points with what the Funaki. Uh, Ross has got 55 points, your former tag team partner with a full-bodied Bordeaux. Uh, <laughs> and Gallagher's on 58.5 points. Northmen, Southmen, Comrades, all in. Jack Graham is still in the top position, 59, but He's now tied. We finally a new challenger has emerged. No, that's a really oh sorry. No, on you go. Just saying that's really interesting how it's like the top three. It's literally it's like a, a tie, but there's also a point five with the it'll be the battle of the Ryans that see like who's the better Ryan, Ryan D or Ryan G. Uh so again, I think it all matters in the next week with that those final appearances hand on to these two pay-per-views. Uh, you know, it, I feel like there's gonna be a massive change come next week with this draft. I think it's going to be interesting. You don't know. I think, who knows if them three will still be on top. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe Grant might be able to work his way up. He's got some good picks in that draft. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you look at it from between Gary and, you know, the tie between Jack and Ryan, it's like 28 points, I believe, is what separates last place from first place, which I, at this stage in the season is not really, still not really that much, you know, when you compare it to, you know, people who are well at the bottom in past seasons and, like you said, we've got two major like pay-per-views and you can take like I think a few people have got people on that NXT show that's coming up as well. So that's gonna be the first major like shift in terms of who's on top and who's on bottom in this. Yeah. And again, I think I don't know, it might be Ross, because Ross has got uh he's got two challengers challenging for a title, you know, and they're both going in looking strong. You know, I think he might try and steal these points and get and he'll be on top and we'll hear more about his ball do boys or uh, whatever he calls his team. <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, you know, not everything can be all fun and games here in the in the draft because with nobody else to throw it onto, and I didn't feel right doing it to poor Andy. I now also have to 
Uh, talk about the listeners' league. <laughs> Let me just uh, change this over to the listeners' league again. There's quite a few uh, players in this one. Is it up to twenty? I see. Since the last chat, well, it's over twenty. It's like thirty. Nearly, nearly thirty odd uh, people here in the top five. We got Mike Nunn with uh, sports entertainers on forty points. Colin Blackburn. So many we in the podcast know. Uh, in fourth place with it's it's a five star frog splash high flyers and forty two points just ahead of him Ross Brady, Tommaso Sauce forty three and a half points, uh, Johnny Adam last minute picks really that last minute if you're in second position fifty two points and just one point ahead of him Dave PussyWithConrad.com Jesus just just Stuart's team just do it imagine come on this is a PG show it's ten o'clock in the morning you know. Apparently, <laughs> listen to this. They shouldn't, but they do. But Stuart clearly had a second name in the previous seasons, but somebody, a Vincent Man type, is set up. No, you are first name, like like Cesaro or Gunther. Yeah, again, compared to the the main uh, draft picks and that, you know, it's again, it's it's quite neck and neck with the top five. But again, they're you know a good five six points below Ryan D, Jack Rat, and all that, you know. So again, it's not fair to compare. But yeah, it's looking quite good with the shorts. Uh, can't even speak. It's looking really good. that coffee hasn't kicked in yet, Scott. That's what it is. Uh, with the listeners league, yeah, it's looking quite like neck and neck. And uh, do you feel like one of these guys? Do you think we'll see them next season and? In their draft, uh, it's interesting because like few of these guys, I believe it are kind of living regulars in the listeners league, but haven't got a chance to win it yet. Like Ross Brady and your Colin Blackburns, so you can never really kind of count it out. Like the listeners league can change like just within a few days. Like you can value so and so's number one, and like oh no, now he died with this person. But like we've said in the past, like these guys literally just get their pick of the letter on like the rest of us. They get told here's the. Here's for everyone else, but you need to pick one from each round and form your team as long as you've got the two, three split in the tag team. And so they've got literally their pick of the letter, but look how close it is between like the the bottom three and like the top two are separated by one point. Like <laughs> it's still it still shouldn't be this competitive at this stage. And like it's pushing hard working drafters like sixth position, Ron Wilson with the bus drivers. He's being pushed out by one point as well. The poor bus. Is this another Wilson uh, family member that we don't know about? It's just trying to work his way in through nepotism. Easy as he killed the Stevens Elias. <laughs> nah, but uh, no, uh, best of luck with all the listeners' leagues. Uh, again, it's looking neck and neck, and that's what makes it interesting because you never know who's going to actually like come out on top. Yeah, you never know how well they're going to do because, like, Dan Axel Jameson, like, he's a bit lower down, but his start uh, this season was one of the better starts, I think, of a listeners league competitor. And, like, on paper, he's got one of the stronger, you know, teams that a listeners league competitor has ever had. And, you know, it makes a change with Adam Kelly, who just made, seemed to make baffling decision after baffling decision <laughs> in the last season. Switching out Carmel Hayes, NXT North American champion for Akira Tozawa. Like, two levels of fucking stupidity, that, like. <laughs> you can tell I don't I don't hold on to these uh, these kind of things. No, I can tell I can tell I can tell you're not a massive fan of the uh, the listeners' leagues by the sounds of it. No pun intended. No, but please get involved, <laughs> and you too can join in the flaggings. But we also believe with this listeners' league, uh, or at least Ryan Douglas now believes it, and we all believe it because he suggested it. That we'd like to see if we could do it better because we probably could. So it's becoming a thing now on the list on Saturday Life the next couple of weeks where basically 
we look at the everybody who's been selected the same way the lesson we do like the pull from round one round two and everything and we basically use that to pick our own like listeners league team we don't need to pick our own picks we got pick of the lot of much like the listeners league's doing basically we're trying to see could we if we were in league, could we do any better or score any higher than the than the listeners league people it's not not really a for anything it's just weak competition between the sdl guys so david took far too much delight in doing his last week he selected his team something with something big bobies with the title of i don't know clearly some wishful thinking on david's part and ryan douglish was meant to be here to select his team but he's again not here so he's left me with his draft team he just put above it greatest listener of all time so i'm assuming that's the name of his of his team. I'll read you his team. Out of the first round pool, which includes Rowan Reigns, John Moxley, Usos, Drew McIntyre, Liv Morgan, Austin Theory, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Miz, and Bobby Lashley, Ryan has selected Bailey as his first round pick and his captain for his listeners' league team to beat. Uh, for his second round, the second round pool, we've got FTR, Claudio, Wardlow, Shayna Baszler, Tomasa Champa, Eo Sky, Young Buck, Severon, Kai, uh, as well as Gunther. And he's also like the not member of damage control and EO Sky, who's I see him doing well for him, so that makes sense. Uh in the third round pool we have Mandy Rose, Montez Ford, the Creed Brothers, Adam Page, Banks and Naomi, Thunder Rosa, Judgment Day, Jake Gargill, Swerve and Glory, and Adam Cole. And he's selected Swerve and Glory as his tag team, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, who have got a big tail defence coming up for those tag team titles. Both rounds full, Alexa Bliss, Roxanne Perez, Nikita Lyons, Scarlett, the D'Angelo family, Karrion Cross, Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley, and Anna Jay, and Eden Carr and Katata as the XT Women's Tag Team Champions. And he has selected Karrion Cross from that lineup. From the fifth round pool, Asuka, the acclaimed Carmelo Hayes, Jungle Boy, Cora Jade, AJ Styles, Pac, Ricochet, Tony Stark, and Kevin Owens. He has picked Kevin Owens. And from the final round, Bill, which includes Ronda Rousey, Malachi Black, Stokely Hathaway, Bron Breaker, Christian Cage, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle, Wheeler Uyghur, Dan Hammerjim. That's why I used to go, Dan Hammerjim. Uh, <laughs> Bron Breaker, the NXT champion from the lineup. So, final, for those who weren't listening, the final tally of Ryan Douglas's listeners lead team to be and Believe me, he's probably got a different perspective on this. As he came from the listeners, like he he knows how they think. Uh, he has Bailey as his captain. He also in first round pick. He's also got Io Shirai or Io Sky, Swerve and Keith Lee, Cadrian Cross, Kevin Owens, and NXT champion Braun Breaker. Now, whether you're in the listeners league or in the main draft, that's one hell of a team, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, you just you just said a lot of jargon there. I'm like, okay, yeah. Basically, <laughs> we're in the listener league. Can we do any better? And this is who, this, this is who Ryan O'Leary has picked: Bailey, Eo, Swerve, Carrion, Kevin Owens, and Braun Breaker. He doesn't get any additional points. It's just a case of if by I don't know how we're going to work out, but by some by some miracle, his team does better than our make believe teams. Then whatever. Well, best of luck to him with that. That's all I can say. Yeah. This matters to someone somewhere, presumably. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we're not here to talk about make-believe teams that Ryan Douglas doesn't have. We, he's, he's, his main team is already fighting for first place. We're here to talk about actual teams 
and we're here to talk about Andy Mitchell's team. Andy's first season, I believe, as a singles competitor. You came in as a as a tag team competitor alongside Ross McLeod, and uh, I'm sure if it was up to you, you would choose a different tag team partner next time around. I probably would. Uh, again, that Shane McMahon pick, like I respected Ross until he threw that into the, our raffing. He was like, it's going to work out. And then within, uh, I don't even think a week had went past and Shane McMahon was released by his own dad. So, yeah. So, that's all. so I don't trust uh, Ross anymore. I'd like to, if there's another tag team draft, might try and get someone else. But again, my uh, team, uh, I thought it was quite strong, but I think two members... AJ Styles and Tomasa Champa are probably my strongest picks, but they just keep getting paired off. So it's essentially I'm gaining points and losing points at the same time. Yeah, so your team, you got AJ Tomato, you got Liv Morgan, Thunder Rosa, the D'Angelo family is your tag team, and you got Christian Cage. Christian Cage is a big match coming up. They officially confirmed it will be him versus the guy on my team, actually, uh, Jungle Boy at All Out. But yeah, a big kick in the balls already, like, and you can't really blame this one on Ross, sadly. No, again, uh, other than the Thunder Rosa injury, I feel like going into these two pay-per-views, I might be able to steal some points, but again, it might not happen. I might, I might, uh, Gary might overtake me and I might be bottom of the pile. Oh, God, I'm a mess. You'll have been a bottom occasionally. <laughs> you, you do have Liv Morgan. She was your first round pick in a SmackDown Women's Champion. I know you said you have some confidence in gaining points going into these pay-per-views. So is there a reason you didn't particularly put the captaincy on her being a champion and said chose AJ Styles? Again, it's just more because AJ Styles is, uh, he's just shown up a lot. You know, he was in a title match against Bobby Lashley. Again, I wanted Bobby Lashley, but I felt going in, maybe Liv Morgan might have been a stronger champion. But uh, nah, I can't, I can't complain. So I just felt like maybe AJ... And he has been on TV, and I think maybe that's probably why I'm not as not bottom because I think AJ's styles is, is keep me uh, afloat just a little bit. I think, I think it's what's not helped you go any further is that both Tommaso and AJ have sadly gone up against US champion Bobby Lashley and not been yeah. successful. So and Jack's just stealing all them points. I know the greedy bastards. Yeah. But again, so, with your team as well, you've got Bailey, Young Bucks, Adam Page, Zoe Stark, Jungle Boy, and Matt Riddle. Me and you will be going head to head on points uh, come uh, all out. Yeah, I was actually happy when I saw uh, Rampage last night. So the Dark Order and Mystery Partner went. I was convinced it was going to be a hangman, which meant two of my picks would be going up against each other. And said, "Oh no, it's it's number ten of the Dark Order." Like, oh good, easy points for the Bucks come all out. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, and like coming out all out, you got Thunder Rosa. So you took you took, in the first three rounds, you took like the two top women's champions right now. So which on paper would be solid, but then like you said we couldn't plan for Thunder Rosa's entry. But no. I, think, I think you could dodge the bullet anyway because from what I heard, you know the the scuttlebug because I you know keep up to date with rumors because I'm going to be hosting Central in the next couple of weeks. Rumors are that she was going to lose it all out anyway to Tony Storm. <laughs> Uh, apparently she's got a lot of backstage heat at the moment. I've been reading, and probably this in- injury is probably a blessing in disguise for herself to maybe come back and actually like mend some bridges. Uh, again, I think they did say they tried to make the the AEW's uh, women championship strong by putting it on her, but they haven't really done much with her. I think it's like with what uh, Dan has managed to do with his pick with Jade uh, Cardio. You know, she's on TV all the time. She's got a title defence coming up as well, and I think that probably would have been a better champion to pick. Yeah, especially when you, you factor in the whole undefeated thing. But then again, you never know, all undefeated streaks when you come to an end, so you never know when they're going to finally pull the trigger 
on that. But yeah, I've heard all the stories like Thunder Rosa. She's got she's more disliked backstage than than getting in a car with Grant McRobbie after a fucking cutty. <laughs> but uh, you got your tag team. You think you took them very low down in terms of the rankings because, like, I think it was like the fourth round you picked your tag team because that was implemented this season. You could pick your tag team in any round. Did it come to a point where you're going through the drafts, all these picks are getting snapped up, and then was there a point you suddenly realized, like, oh, shit, I've not took my tag team yet? Yeah, I kind of was, like, hoping that Judgment Day, like, no one would go for it, and that kind of threw me off, so it was, and I just didn't really know. I was like, oh, because, again, WWE's tag team division has been a bit of a, it's not been that good, but now with Triple H taking over, it seems to be there's, like, more uh, tag teams coming out of the woodwork. And again, AEW, I don't lot, I don't watch a lot of the content before this draft now, actually following a lot. I feel like what's good with this draft, listeners and the uh, actual league, is like it gets you more invested into the product. So it's kind of a little part of me wish I picked Lucha Brothers, which I'm surprised I've got picked because they've been on uh, TV pretty much every week and they've got wins every week. Yeah, I mean, the Judgment Day aren't doing as much. I think they've got like a full two more points than the D'Angelo family, so... So as if you're mass- missing out on a large, uh, you know, well of points there. But uh, like I said, you're hopefully turn some things around come the, the pay-per-view and everything. Again, uh, we're still in fresh days with this draft. You never know. Two yeah. pay-per-views coming up. It might just change. <laughs> that Jack might not get his back-to-back win. Oh, no, we can't allow that. We can't allow that. <laughs> but, you know, you got to Mr. Champ. I think he's, uh, he's the guy who... We'll get you a lot of points. I see he's kind of on the up with this little team with the Miz, and they're kind of pushing him eventually. I think to be a singles guy on the main roster. Again, I, think, yeah. I was just saying again. I think with uh, Triple H taking over as head of creative, I think that influenced a lot of people's picks. We're trying to go for people who may have been late Triple H guys. Again, I'm surprised no one went for Sheamus because now he's got a big match coming up. But Clash at the Castle against Gunther, who uh, who was Gunther? Who picked Gunther again? Uh, Gunther was picked by Jack. Jack, yeah. So again, it's like Bobby Lashley might win, but Gun- Gunther might lose because I think heavy rumours suggest that Sheamus might be coming out on top on a, a Clash at the Castle. So, if, what was I going to say? You've got a chance to switch your your, your captaincy at least once in this season, and if AJ doesn't work out the way you, uh, you can hope to identify like, love by some miracle makes out a card for the title. Or like Tommaso gets a few more wins. Is there anybody you'd consider switching the, the captaincy to if you had to suddenly make that choice? I mean, it's just as well you didn't bid on Thunder Rosa. Oh, I know. No, again, I think probably would go for Tommaso Champa. Again, he's a great wrestler. He's got a great character. As you said, he's getting paired with the Miz. You know, there's a lot of sort of uh, rumblings underneath. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few months? Again, with this rumour that they're wanting to split the championships, but maybe keep them mid-card, have them have a feud with uh, Bobby Lashley, and you never know. There might be a title change, and then they might get Bobby Lashley to, you know, go for one of the bigger titles. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's always possible, uh, just as long as Bobby Lashley doesn't win another second title, because that will add more points to Jack, as we said. The last thing that Bassett needs is more points and more bloody draft wins. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I believe this is your first solo season, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or at least one of your your few like, solo seasons. Uh, so even if your team doesn't finish too kind of high on the leaderboard, I mean, there's still a lot to learn here for next time. Are you? Is there enough of an interest to you to like keep coming back, even if you don't win this season? 
Yeah, I think I would come back again. I think the drafts like made me more interested again in wrestling. I kind of went out a little bit and with everything that's happening in AEW, I know there's like drama behind the scenes and then with Triple H taking over and it just makes it so there's something about it, it's making it a bit more like exciting and actually like watching like worth watching these days. And again, there's two back to back pay per views coming up. So yeah, I think next time hopefully I'll be able to uh pick some better picks and uh, not have any injuries. Yeah, I hope for, but like I said, uh, all, all of our teams are good on paper, but it makes, uh, you can't really plan for these kind of things, but, you know, well, you can, if you stick it right next year to the to the tag team season, you know, hopefully the wheel will be kinder to you and you'll have somebody who cares enough not to go for a McMahon family member this time around. <laughs> oh, but Andy, thank you very much for stepping in where others were unable to this week. I nah, know. <laughs> sorry no nah, no problem it's quite hard to sort of see when you're sat because we've not got cameras on uh but no it's been great uh hopefully maybe if they need a guest again i had a really fun time uh other than the uh sort of technical uh part of it where i'm actually looking about three different screens i think yeah it was quite fun to s- chat about the draft yeah yeah it's always good to have you, you on and thank you everybody for listening hopefully we can get andy back on soon remember Saturday Draft Live goes up every Saturday, obviously, on the Eat, Sleep, Suffice, Retreat podcasting feed. We have feature shows that go up, usually on a weekly basis. One of our more recent features also includes the the witty mind of Andy Mitchell and myself uh, competing on Quiz Showdown alongside like the Quacky Aji and Chris Anthony Lopez in the great uh, British Quiz Off. And we've got another one coming in a couple of months. We've got ESR Central. Me and Ross did one earlier in the week. And I'll be taking over as host the next couple weeks while Ross Gallivant's another bloody holiday. And tomorrow on the podcasting feed, another episode of East Meets West and myself and Grant McRobbie will be coming out. You can also keep up to date with everything going on ESR on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that's the place we treat. Join our Facebook community page, get involved in the conversation. Maybe you too can do mildly okay at the Listener's League and maybe even win it at some point. But, you know, be known but be prepared for a slagging. That's everything we've got going on here at ESSR. That's all my plug-in, everything the way. Andy, thank you very much. Very much. You, you stepped in as the Mr. Sneebly to this particular draft class. No problem. It's been a pleasure. And again, best luck to everyone in the league except Jack. <laughs> Anyone but you, Jack. You can work with <laughs>